A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, You have heard that it was said, An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, Offer no resistance to one who is evil. When someone strikes you on your right cheek, turn the other one as well. If anyone wants to go to law with you over your tunic, hand over your cloak as well. Should anyone press you into service for one mile, go for two miles. Give to the one who asks of you, and do not turn your back on one who wants to borrow. You have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, Love your enemies, and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your heavenly Father, For he makes his sun rise on the bad and the good, and causes rain to fall on the just and the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what recompense will you have? Do not tax collectors do the same? And if you greet your brothers only, what is unusual about that? Do not pagans do the same? So be perfect just as your heavenly Father is perfect. The Gospel of the Lord You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Sometimes people see this law as a guarantee of revenge. But the lex talionis, the law of retaliation, was a law which limited the revenge response. You could only take an eye for an eye, or a tooth for a tooth, not, for example, a life for an eye. Eyes and teeth are part of the face, so this is all about saving face. This whole section of the Sermon on the Mount is addressing an honor and shame culture with its spiraling violence of revenge and retaliation. Love your enemies, Pray for those who persecute you. If we pray for our enemies, we begin to see them as God sees them. The biblical injunction is not a command to love everyone. It's much closer to home. Love your neighbor. Love your enemy. Think about it. We only have passion for people we care about. Our enemies carry our shadow self We actually see clearly in them the parts of our own selves that we deny. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 5, Jesus teaches, First, take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your neighbor's eye. So to love our enemy is a challenge to love ourselves, all the parts of ourselves, even the parts of ourselves that we hate. We will only be whole or holy when we can embrace ourselves fully, both the good and the bad. That is, in fact, how God loves. As we read in Psalm 103, God does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. As far as the East is from the West, 
So far, God removes our transgressions from us. We are invited to imitate God's faithful love. Be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. You shall not bear hatred in your heart. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. To love our neighbor as ourself is to love with the same love that loves us. As St. Paul reminds us, you are the temple of God. The Spirit of God dwells in you. Paul offers an interesting suggestion in Romans chapter 12, verse 20. If your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. For by doing this, you will heap burning coals on their heads. This is actually the same strategy Jesus uses in Matthew chapter 5. Offer no resistance to one who is evil. The word translated resistance is also used to describe the violent clash of armies on a battlefield. Blood will be shed and people may die. Jesus is saying, do not use violence. But he is not saying that we shouldn't respond. Rather than flight or fight, Jesus is showing us a third way, a way of resistance that stands up to evil without using evil's tactics. When someone strikes you on the right cheek, now the first thing to notice is that the person strikes you with their right hand. The left hand was reserved for unclean purposes. To hit you with the right hand on the right cheek, they must strike you with the back of their hand. It's clear even to us that this is demeaning. It's a way a master would hit a slave or a Roman might hit a Jew. It's intended to humiliate. Turn the other cheek as well. Now bear in mind we're going to get hit again. But to hit someone on the left cheek, again, using the right hand, this would be an open slap or a punch, is the way you hit an equal. And if you hit an equal, you are subject to a fine. Should anyone press you into service for one mile, go for two miles. A Roman soldier could compel any citizen to carry his pack, which was about 70 pounds, for one mile and no further. If he was caught making someone go further, his superior could punish him severely. So Jesus says, if someone makes this outrageous demand of you, just keep walking. Put the soldier in the ridiculous position of begging you to give the pack back before he gets into trouble. In other words, up the ante on the bad behavior with the goal of getting it to stop. It's the same message in the third example. The law said that a poor man could borrow money against his cloak. It also stipulated that a man's cloak had to be returned to him when the sun went down, because the poor may have nothing else to keep themselves warm. But every morning the creditor would come and make a show of taking the cloak back, making a public spectacle of the poor man's indebtedness. There is more shame attached to causing nakedness than to being naked. 
So if someone treats you this way and shames you, give them your outer garment as well. Stand there naked, letting the shame of your nakedness fall on them. Do not get violent, do not shed blood, but do something up the ante to call attention to the unjust behavior and to change the power dynamic. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your heavenly Father. Matthew is teaching us in ten verses what St. Luke tells us in a single verse. Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Only in the Father can Jesus forgive, and it is the same with us. So be perfect, just as your heavenly Father is perfect. To be perfect does not mean to be completely successful or a paragon of virtue. Rather, the Greek word for perfect means completeness or full measure. The New Jerusalem Bible wisely translates this verse as, You must set no bounds on your love just as your heavenly Father sets none to his.